Four Midwest Guys presents And welcome again to Four Midwest Guys presents The Race is On, our podcast about predicting the Academy Award nominations this year, this year being 2019. Well, this year being 2020 for movies from 2019. They always like to mess me up like that. I still yeah. have issues with it. Mm -hmm. yeah, the 2019 Oscars. I don't care when you wear. All right, so this is it. This is the Big Five categories. Why do we call it the Big Five? Why do they call it the Big Five? Because yeah. only three movies in the Academy's history have ever won the top five awards, which are Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay. Okay, so because it's the top five, or the Big Five, whatever you want to call it, we are going to give Jay-Z an extra 30 seconds. So that means two and a half minutes to tell us why the nominations he picked and why he thinks they're good choices. And okay? You, and you have all the time in the world to tell me in the comments underneath how I'm a fool. Why he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so with that out of the way, um, oh, sh should I mention what those three movies were that won the big five? Sure, yeah. All right, so a little bit of trivia there. Um, and then we'll get started. And then we'll get started. Those three I'm trying to rein them in. I'm trying to be. We're trying. Uh, those three movies were It Happened One Night in 1935, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975, and The Silence of the Lambs in 1991. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right, that out of the way. Let's get started, everyone. Let's go. start with Best Actress. Here we start go. Start the clock. Our surefire nominees this year, people you can expect to get nominated, are going to be Renee Zellweger for Judy and Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Mm -hmm. Scarlett Johansson has got two major shots this year, both with Marriage Story in the lead actress category and in the supporting actress category for Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit yeah. So I think a lot of her support is going to be pushed onto this one here. But, okay. Wow. <laughs> Gotta give you your own. Go there. I gotta give you your own special, my dear. <laughs> so that out of the way, those are our two surefire locks. Uh, very strong contenders for the other three slots are gonna be Charlize Theron for playing Megan Kelly in Bombshell, uh, Sorshi Ronan in Little Women. Mm -hmm. um, I th again, I'm I'm calling it. I think there's gonna be a late surge for Little Women to get some nominations here. It's gonna we're gonna see so. it here. Oh yeah. And uh, so that leaves us with our, our fifth slot, which um, we've got three really good shots here. Mm -hmm. It's either going to be Cynthia Arriva for Harriet, for playing Harriet Tubman, uh, Aquafina, mm. excuse me, Aquafina for playing in uh, The Farewell. Mm -hmm. She got a Golden Globe this year. So. Okay. And uh, Lupita Nyongo for Us, the movie that this one here refused no. to see. I convinced her to watch Get Out, but I couldn't convince her to watch Us. No. <laughs> uh, this one is more of a straight-up horror film. No. Yeah. Um, but that said, uh, I think it's going to be Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Um, Aquafina's got a strong chance. Lupita Nyong'o's are a lovable outside chance in this. She, a lot, she's getting some rave reviews for her performance, but... The movie is not getting the support it needs right now the way Get Out no. did in 2017. So I think we're going to see a little love for Cynthia Riva this year. 
right. Time. Oh, oh did I actually get a, You like, still had 30 to... seconds I still have 30 seconds. I can do this. I can do this, everyone. Moving straight on. Let's get to best director. Give should me the... We, should we... Oh, cat? should we deal with our cat? Yes. Our cat! You know what? You're going to be part of the show. You, you want attention? Guess what you're going to get? Come here, Tumblr. Come here, kitty. Our cat was trying on the island, so trying to knock stuff down. Now so here he is. He's going to be part of the show. He's our house sigil anyway. He's our house sigil. Yes, here he is. And if we want to have extra ratings on the internet, what do we need? Pets. Cats. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can just see the viewership going up right now. <laughs> All right. Next. All right. <laughs> next topic. All right, best director. Moving on. All right, you ready? Two and a half. Let's do this. Surefire nominees are going to be Sam Mendes for 1917. He snuck the Golden Globe away from the other two top contenders this year. And I think the other one is also going to be Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, whose film actually did pick up the best musical or comedy this year. So those are our two surefire locks. I also think Martin Scorsese is a very likely contender for getting nominated for The Irishman. Okay. He's had a lot of buzz for basically just been in the news for like the last six months as a director yeah. and all his take on films and all that. Regardless of what you all think, he's still a living legend. And this is a movie that encapsulates his whole career, mm -hmm. essentially. Like... You talk about um, how everyone was saying Endgame is like, oh, it's the culmination of 11 years of movies and 23 films. I'm like, so what is this? The Irishman is a culmination of over 40 years of Martin Scorsese's career. Wow. Starting from Mean Streets, wow. which is about the young gangsters in the early 1970s when it came out, I think 73. Um, going to, we have, so if we think of it in four stages, this is part four. You have your young gangsters in Mean Streets. You have your basically young adults in mm. Goodfellas. You have your middle-aged gangsters in Casino. And now we've reached the film about the elder gangster looking back and trying to figure out what it all meant and where his place was. And essentially, in many ways, it's a swan song for not just, uh, you know, it's it's Scorsese's swan song for the, the gangster genre. And, and, and so yeah. Kudos to him because a lot of the actors that played in every single one of those films pretty much came back. Some some out of retirement. Yeah. You know? All right. So, moving on. Um, Martin Scorsese, my third pick. I just had to give a shout-out for his career mm -hmm. there. It's it's He deserves it. And my fourth slot's going to go to Boom John Ho. Hope I'm pronouncing that right, for Parasite. And our fifth nominee. So we've got a four-way race. Um, so who's your fifth? Uh, here we go. So it's either going to be Greta Gerwig for Little Women, Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story, Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit, or Todd Phillips for Joker. We got 20 seconds to tell me who you think uh, is going to make it. I'm going to go for a shock and say it's going to be Greta Gerwig for Little Women. Mm. Uh, like I said, it's going to have a lot of last minute, uh, last minute push. Five. Okay. That's all I can go into right now. So, because we're going to be moving on to Best Adapted Screenplay. Give me the clock. All right. Time. Surefire nominees are going to be Jojo Rabbit and the Irishman for the screenplay. Okay. Um, very strong adapted screenplay contenders. I think the third and fourth slot are going to go to, again, uh, Little Women's going to have its late surge right here. And uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I think, is going to sneak in because uh, this is the same... You know, I think it's the same people that wrote uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, which okay. was nominated, I believe, was it last year or the year before. 
it was the year before, and it's you know they they have a writing style that they just they get a lot of respect from writers. Like you know once you've seen the script, once you've read it, a lot of these scripts are available online. You can read through them and actually see. Oh wait, this is what they actually wanted to you know convey yeah, in the film. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see it. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I want to see it as well. Um, and that gives us our our likely nominees to take up the fifth slot, which is either going to come down to Joker or the Two Popes. That couldn't be any more different. Ah, very different. Because are you going to get a very, very well-adapted uh, psychological character piece with an unreliable narrator? Of, speaking from personal experience, it's a very hard feat to accomplish in writing. Or is it going to be the witty, clever dialogue based uh, The Two Popes? Um... One no, minute. I think it's going to go to Joker. Like, I think it's going to be a surprise. The mad chaos. The mad chaos? Well, and on top of that, if it's going to get shafted in the director category, uh, they're going to want to give it some legitimacy for it being there. Mm -hmm. And it, this is their way to show it. And on top of that, you know, it's just... I think it's just the, the way they adapted it, it, it almost feels like, you know, where, where did they draw from? Like, how much of it is from the comics? How much of it is stuff they created themselves? So there's going to... It could get get in there. I feel like they drew this Joker from a lot from a lot of previous Jokers. Like a, when I saw it, I saw a lot of you know Caesar Romero. I saw a little bit of Jack Nicholson. Um, you know the one I saw the most, hmm. Gotham, season okay. two of Gotham. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah, the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, we got stop stop the clock though. Five seconds. Um, but I also want to. Stop it. No. I'm going to throw a shout out to a dark horse with Dark Waters. Hope you remember the film, because I worked on it. <laughs> Please remember this wonderful piece for Mark Ruffalo Academy. Mm -hmm. For those of you that have already thrown in your nominations and counted for, please remember the film. Here's hoping. <laughs> I just had to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so moving on to the other screenplay category, where right. you adapt something, Time. and now we go original. So. Coming out of nowhere, uh, our surefire nominees are going to be Quentin Tarantino again. He's always a surefire lock here mm -hmm. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, because he can God, make he just an original pull a thing story out of everything. Out of nothing. Like, I mean, granted, yes, he's he's a wonderful rip-off artist. He's one of the well, best we this, have out there. Okay, honestly, this story, the, the background story kind of came out of... Hollywood, not legend, but oh, just Hollywood, Hollywood history. Hollywood, like, just, uh, yeah. Hollywood tragedy. Yeah, the whole Sharon Tate murder. So, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, he kind of pulled that from that and then built up on it. Yeah, and this with was a, this other two. This was a setting, a time period when she, he was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, this is when he grew up. And if anything, mm -hmm. I think this is what he always wanted to remember Hollywood as. Mm -hmm. So, you got to think about it. Tarantino is a, revision, a revisionary historian in his films with yeah. Django and Inglorious Bastards. This is his third film mm -hmm. that does that. This is his way of embracing Hollywood as he remembers as a kid. Um, the other surefire nominee is also going to be Marriage Story. Noah Baumbach's always very good at creating very unique and original character interactions amongst his scripts. We saw it in The Squid and the Whale. Yeah. And I, I, 
we, we gotta watch more movies. Um, <laughs> and yeah, eventually we will watch it. Um, very strong chances at original screenplay, I think, is going to be Parasite, of course. You've heard me, yeah. if you've watched the other two episodes, he, you've heard me saying it's gonna, gonna be go everywhere. See it eventually, here. Eventually. Um, and another one we wanna see eventually, I think it's gonna be uh, Knives Out. out. Mm -hmm. You gotta love a good murder mystery. Yes. And I think they've essentially created a new Hercule Poirot in Daniel Craig. Yes. Because <laughs> they're already yes. talking about a sequel to Knives Out. Oh, I'm excited. And I was like, you know, they're like, whoa, why make a sequel? I'm like, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be just like carrying on a detective film, just like those. I'm, I'm all for it. Do it. Heck do yeah. it. Get it out there. Um, other likely chances we seconds. have at original screenplay, uh, 1917 and Booksmart snuck into the Writers Guild nominations. Uh, but I think... There might be some support for The Farewell. I would love, I mean, I don't think Lulu Wang's gonna have any chance of getting nominated for Best Director this year unless there's a humongous support I don't know about. But this could be her chance and to actually recognize her as in the fifth slot of original screenplay. Not The Dark Horse? Oh, I'd like to see Uncut Gems nominated. It would be nice. Mm -hmm. We'll see how much support it has. Okay. Best Actor. Are we ready? Do you all have enough time? I think we Here do. we go. Here we go. All right, so our surefire nominees, it's going to be a race between Joaquin Phoenix for Joker and Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Those are the two that I think are basically going to be duking it out this entire, for essentially the next four good or five weeks. Yeah, yeah, you know, good, good for them. them. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Joker versus Kylo Ren today, mm -hmm. this year. Uh, very strong contenders. We're going to see a wonderful performance in Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to see the person who beat him for the Golden Globes. I think Taron Egerton's going to get the Oscar nomination for playing Elton John in Rocket Man. He uh, not only managed to win over DiCaprio, but he also snuck into the Screen Actors Guild. There could be some. Uh, there could be an upset. There, yeah, there could be a lot of support for uh, Rocket Man. We're not counting out because mm -hmm. we're expecting nominations in makeup and sound and costumes and song. Actor here. I mean, this this if it gets all those, that's five nominations right there. Um, I think you might hear me talk about it at the end of the episode, too. We'll see. But that leaves us with a fifth slot here, and it could not be any more crowded. Like, we have, we've talked about other categories. We're like, fifth, eh, it's probably gonna go to this. This is the one time I think we actually have a four, possibly five-way race for, mm -hmm. yeah, for the fifth nomination. Um, a lot of praise being given to Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory right now, because Antonio and Pedro Almodovar have been, like, simpatico in oh, their yeah. careers, mm -hmm. and every time Almodovar has worked with Banderas, the two of them have always brought the best out of each other, okay. and with this being one of Almodovar, I, I believe it's his final film. I was going to say, it must be his it, final it film. It might mm -hmm. be, but I think they've also created, like, everyone's been talking about how much, how great Banderas was in this film. Mm -hmm. um, there's also Christian Bale in Ford v. Ferrari. He always manages to turn in a wonderful hey. performance, and she's going to be very happy to see him nominated again if he does. Hopefully it won't be like when I took her to see, uh, was it American Hustle? No, 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 no. Uh, she's like, I couldn't do anything with there any of this. Uh, another, another possibility, uh, maybe Robert De Niro could get some love for The Irishman. Or uh, Eddie Murphy could get in for Dolomite Is My Name, being another mm -hmm. resurgence. But I actually think, how cool would it be if we saw both Eddie Murphy and another Dark Horse in Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems, if we have a Saturday Night Live alum there. Eddie Murphy and Adam Sandler up for Best Actor together. That'd that be very be cool. Yeah. But I'm going to say the fifth one's going to be Antonio. <gasps> <gasps> made it. Just, just made it. <laughs> All right. 
just under. And it's great too because that alarm brings us right to the big one. The final in best picture. Are you going to really give me the timer on this one? <laughs> she is. God bless her. Hey, we've done it this long. You know what? Ed? She's honestly doing it for all of you. <laughs> She's sparing you. Last <laughs> right. one, guys. All right, best Ready? picture. Let's do it. Surefire nominees are going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 1917. Those are your two films right there mm -hmm. that they're going to basically duke it out this yeah, year. It's, it's yeah. the strongest contenders. Uh, the other very strong nominations we have, I'm pretty sure you might have heard me talk about this film called Parasite Maybe. throughout the show. Maybe just Maybe a little. Possibly, yeah, once or twice. Um, another one you might have heard here and there. Excuse me. Another one here and there has also been uh, The Irishman. Um, Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, and Joker. So those are incredibly strong. I've mentioned them probably throughout this entire show. I mean, usually if you're guaranteed a lot of nominations, you you sneak in somehow. Mm -hmm. And let's see, what does that give us here? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven there. Academy Don't doesn't. Out. They they do a weird they, thing. They now. had they think, five and now they've stretched it. To well, ten. They, they did five. They stretched it to ten, and then they did this really weird thing in 2011 where they said, "Oh, we're going to make it interesting, and it could be anywhere between five and it could be uh, ten. ten. Be anywhere in there." And I'm like, "Really? Who does that make it interesting for, Academy? Who does it make it interesting for? Just yourselves? Not me. Not her. Not no. me." Not the rest of the crowd. Not you. No one. If you're watching Academy, that doesn't help anybody. Just give us a solid number. Everything else has five or but ten. This needs a number. I'm moving on. Moving on. I'm going to say the other three here. Because if it's not, I mean, those seven, we're at least going to have seven nominations this mm -hmm. year. But if we're going to have ten, I'm going to say what the other three might be. Um, I have been predicting a very very late upset with uh, Little Women. You have. Um, so I'm going to say that's going to get the eighth slot. Mm -hmm. um, I think Rocket Man might take a slot too. That's actually what I was going to say. That was going to be my surprise. Rocket Man's probably going to sneak up there, yeah. Because, yeah, like I, like we were talking about in Best Actor, like mm -hmm. he's had, the movie's going to have five nominations. Why not just say six Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture? Mm-hmm. It's going to get in there somehow. It's, it's been surprising us. And I think, yeah, Paramount's been going all out with promotion. Like hey, you, we, we eat up this nostalgia, people. Yeah. Come on. And on top of that, like, if you go to the Paramount website to look up what other movies they have for, for your consideration, none. There's no other movies they're considering. Just Rocket Man. I'm going to run out of time. I'm not going to talk about my 10th one, apparently. No, you will. I will. I'm sorry, because uh, I, I have to. Um... The other ones that are going to have the shot, if they're going to sneak in, it's either going to be Ford v. Ferrari, The Two Popes, Uncut Gems, The Farewell, or Knives Out. It's anybody's guess. It really is anybody's guess. Uh, it could be Ford v. Ferrari. It could be uh, The Farewell. Um, Uncut Gems could sneak in. Or Academy, you could remember this little film called Dark Waters. Just saying. It's got everything you want. It's got a message. <laughs> got Todd Haynes. But hey, everybody, so there's Jay-Z's nominations for the Oscars. And thank you, Mrs. Jay-Z, for, you know, keeping me nice and restrained on this. Yes, yes, it was my pleasure. Oh, God, yeah, we have her to thank for all this. <laughs> all right, guys, so you've heard his nominations. Tell us yours. Tell us why. Um, tell us if you like the two-minute warning game. <laughs> I think it was 
rather helpful because if if you all knew my husband the way I do, he would ramble on and on and on and take and we'd still be on the first, you know. We might still episode. be on production design. Yeah, might still <laughs> Yeah, I, I could be, be talking for hours. I could be talking about uh, why I don't think animated uh, sets should be that. But that, that, that's not one of the topics. No, it's not so. one of the topics here. No, because anyway. you see, this is why she has to rein me so. in. <laughs> hey guys, so tell us your comments. Tell us your. Do you think anything else is going to sneak in? Yeah. Do you uh, like the format? Um, just give us some feedback. Tell us what you think. Uh, do you like the show? And. Uh, be sure to let me know how badly I did. Uh, what is it? I'm thinking about like a 90% accuracy with my predictions, maybe. Maybe uh, 95. 95, you think? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, oh, and I should also mention, uh, we didn't cover international film, the documentaries, or uh, the short films, because I have no clue. This is I really why, don't. <laughs> this is why I put them on a timer. Okay. And also, talk about movies you can't see. I All can't right, see guys. Either. Check us out on 4 Midwest Guys. Um, where can they find us? Uh, I think it's a graphic. They can find us on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram, uh, all the major social Podbean. media networks, Podbean. Um, look us up. We've got some other interesting shows on there. If you happen to be Star Wars fans, you have a plethora of Star Wars shows on the show. Plethora, you pulled up. Plethora. A plethora of Star Wars shows on this channel for if you. If you know what movie that's from, yeah. Would you say we have a plethora of Star Wars mm -hmm. shows? <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later, okay? Thank you for joining us, and I will catch you again once they announce the nominations. Good night. Good night.